Last Sunday, Michael gave us an inspirational talk about no-self in Theravada and Mahayana Buddhism. He brilliantly discussed non-dual awareness and how samsara, suffering, and nirvana, liberation, are not two. Today, I'd like to explore the concept of no self in the Heart Sutra, which will be repeating Mike's talk in some ways. In Mahayana Buddhism, the Heart Sutra best elucidates the concept of no self, emptiness. In the Heart Sutra, a critical line we need to pay attention to is the five aggregates are empty. The five aggregates refer to our physical form as well as our mental aspects of sensation, perception, impulse, and consciousness. When we contemplate this line, the five aggregates are empty, it is easier for me to understand it in this way. The five aggregates are impermanent. The five aggregates are temporary. The five aggregates are transient. Being aware of the constant arising and ceasing of the five aggregates is enlightenment. Being able to see that the five aggregates are devoid of independent existence is enlightenment. Over the years, we are conditioned by our physical, mental, emotional, and environmental experiences. The accumulation of these contributes to the definition of who and what I am. This is mine. This is me. What we call self or myself refers to the grouping of five aggregates, form, sensations, perceptions, impulses, and consciousness. In Buddhism, suffering comes from clinging to these physical and mental aggregates. Attachment to and desire for a permanent self is a source of suffering. The main premise in the Heart Sutra is that each element of the five aggregates and all of them together are not fixed entities, but rather are continuously changing. This gives me a great sense of hope. Have you ever doubted yourself? Have you ever doubted your potential? I will never change. I keep making the same mistakes. It's hopeless. I am doomed. When we believe that who we are is fixed, change can seem impossible. But when we see our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual being as a continuous flow, 
There are infinite opportunities to create and modify our traits, our character, and our karmic destinies. In the Heart Sutra, self is a composite or aggregate rather than a fixed entity. Therefore, there is no permanent entity that is absolutely me. This is the meaning of no self in the Heart Sutra. Once we thoroughly realize this, the attachments built around our own body, our own feelings, concepts, and ideas fall away. This is liberating. But the idea of no self can be confusing. Along our life journey, we try to develop our self-identity. But in Buddhism, it sounds as if we are supposed to get rid of our identity. Here, please keep in mind that no self, non-self, selflessness is not intended to deny the existence of self. It is to guide us to transcend the fixed idea or image of self. Can we apply no self to everyday life? Last week, four Buddhist nuns and a monk contacted us to see if they could visit our temple on very short notice. They informed that two of them were enlightened masters. I was having breakfast when they arrived. I stopped eating and changed into more formal attire to greet them. When I bowed in greeting in the parking lot, they did not bow in return. Nonetheless, Reverend Young and I politely guide them to the Dharma Hall. I noticed they did not bow as they entered the hall. They toured the temple, strolled through the temple garden, and presented us with a signed book before leaving. On the front page of the little book, it said, Wake up to break the system of ego and live with awakened happiness always. I appreciated that message, but I was aware of a judgmental voice in my head. Why did they not return my bow? Don't they practice expressions of respect when they enter Dharma halls? My analytical mind says that even our head Dharma master returns bows when he visits. This is an example of my judgmental mind comparing different traditions of Buddhism. This hinders me from seeing that we are all one consciousness and we are working together for Buddha Dharma. In my daily activities, I hoped to become free from 
any type of bondage to the concept of self. I aspire to free myself from the label of a one Buddhist kyomunim in North Carolina. The fixed label embedded in my mind that I am a one Buddhist practitioner and ordained kyomunim can become a hindrance in meeting people as they are, devoid of any fixed identity. It is the concept of self-identity that gives rise to my judgmental mind. With the small, sometimes superficial things, judgmental minds and thoughts arise like clouds in a blue sky. These thoughts can disperse our energy and create stress. We can easily take sides for or against people expressing certain beliefs, for example, about COVID vaccinations. This is an opportunity to apply and practice discernment without judgment. I also find myself judging others who seem judgmental. We are quick to see others' judgmental attitudes. Then I think to myself, what others think is none of my business. I will just do my part. Another voice in the Ha Sutra says, we are interdependent and interconnected. I often chant the no-self mantra in the realm where the five aggregates are empty. There is nothing to judge and nothing to be judged. There is no one to judge and no one to be judged. Therefore, there is nothing, nothing to defend. We are often triggered, but in the realm of no self, there is no one to trigger and no one to be triggered. Yet, triggering happens in response to sensory conditions. Then the heart and mind raise, body heat wells up, and the breath becomes quick. When our buttons are pushed, can we step back and watch responses come and go, arise and cease like clouds, sometimes with light bolts and thunder? Can we reflect on our original nature where we are free, even while noticing and responding to triggering sensory conditions, can we abide free from the shadow of self, which has been dispelled by the light of a pure consciousness? 
in our calm, original mind, the light of prasna paramita, our innate wisdom of true self, perpetually shines. In our everyday life, it is sometimes hard to escape from self-centeredness and selfishness. We almost always focus on my own needs. If you spend more time thinking of others' needs, you are embodying selflessness by realizing no self and generosity. We cross over the river of dualism. The image that helps me to practice letting go of all the anguish that comes from the idea of a self is Il Wansang. I aspire to be free from a judging mind toward myself and toward others by entering the empty spaciousness of Il Wansang. Diving into it, I rest in that non-dual realm of peace, if only for a brief moment.